Amen. Thank you, Daniel. How y'all feeling this morning? Y'all sound good. You look good. You sound good. Even the baby crying sounded good. She may not feel good, but she sounds good. Hey, we're going to keep talking about prayer this morning. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Acts chapter 2. Real quickly, if we raise the lights up just a hair, I want to see people's faces because I'm blinded by the light here. I knew somebody's going to do it. Hey, real quick, I just want to see a show of hands. How many of you right now are in a situation where you need God to move and do something pretty drastic in your life? Raise your hand. Don't be shy. Don't be scared. It's a safe place. Okay. Here's what I want to do. Um, totally want to flip the script this morning. And uh, if you feel awkward, I apologize. If it's the first time, I apologize. I'm really not normally this awkward. Okay, that's a lot. Normally, I am awkward. But here's what I want to do. If you, if you raised your hand, would you be bold enough to just come to the front this morning? Um, we we want to just pray over you. And, and we're talking about prayer, and it makes no sense to not have the family come together and just join um, with you and stand with you to see God move in your life. I want you to notice people who are walking up here. They aren't, these aren't just uh, random people. These, these are people who have been involved in this church, people who are leading in this church. It's a little bit of everybody. New people, old people, not old chronologically, but, you know, praise the Lord. Hey, listen, if you're sitting out in a seat and you see somebody up here that you're connected with, I want you to stand and come and stand behind them. And let's, let's pray over these people right now because, you know, we believe in the power of prayer. We believe that God hears our prayers. We talked about this last week, right? God hears our prayers, and if we can't pray for each other and love on each other and stand with each other here, then we can't do it outside of these walls. And so if I'm going to preach about prayer, let's practically walk, walk that out this morning uh, because it makes no sense to hear and not do, all right? So let's just pray over here right now. Father God, I just speak over all these hearts and these, these lives that are here this morning, Father God. We know that you are a good God and you have good things for your kids, Lord, and we're standing here saying, God, we need you to move right now. Some people are standing in the gap for others, and some are standing here right now saying, God, it's me. I need you to move in my life, Lord. You know what their needs are, what their desires are. Father God, begin to move in their hearts, in their, in their lives right now, God. We know you hear our prayers. We have a powerful body of believers that are standing together saying, yes, Lord, we know you can. We know you will. You've been faithful, Father, and we know you're going to be faithful again. So thank you, Lord, for who you are and what you're doing. I thank you for the boldness of every single person standing up here right now. And if there, someone's watching online, standing up in their living room lord I, I pray you just surround their home right now with your presence father god begin to meet needs father god that we can walk as bold witnesses of your goodness your grace and your gospel message lord thank you for jesus and i declare all this in his name this morning and everybody said amen, amen. we love you guys y'all give them a hand clap for being bold this morning we know god is doing something in their life about to shed this vest off it's getting hot up in her Yes. All right, so Acts chapter 2, we're going to look at that this morning. Acts chapter 2 is a pretty cool uh, chapter of, uh, of the, uh, the early church. It's kind of like the birth of the early church. We see the Holy Spirit fall. The believers get together. The Holy Spirit falls. We see the first sermon preached for the early church uh, in this chapter. Um, and, uh, and so uh, in Acts, yes, Acts chapter 2. So... Um, we're going to look at a section of scripture we've looked at before, but I want to highlight one particular part. And uh, I'm hoping today I challenge you with something that you walk away. Because, church, what we don't need is another service that comes and goes, and we leave and not do anything with what we've been given. All right? Uh, we, we don't need people who are stagnant. 
It's great to have concerts and conferences, but if we walk away unchanged, we're just looking for these highlight moments that we can post online to say, look how good God is, but we don't actually live it out. I'm going to stop and get on the scripture here this morning. All right, Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it says, All the believers devote themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. 43 says, A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the will of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. This is an ideal picture of a healthy church community. It's not lights. It's not conferences. It's not book sales. It's not coffee cup sales, although we have some great coffee cups back there. <laughs> it's not about any of that stuff. It's not even about how well Jerry Brown plays piano. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> it's about this right here. Being in the Word together. Yeah. Spending time with each other without there being some big production about it. It's just saying, hey, I'm opening up the doors of my home. I want you to come and be a part of my life. It's eating together. Randy Scarborough is a good cook. He'll love to cook for you. He may have 800 pounds of bacon, but he'll cook all of that for you and wrap some shrimp with it and some sheep. I don't know what he cooks, but he cooks a lot of stuff. But it's also saying, hey, we're going to be intentional about doing the Lord's Supper together. That I don't, need to have to, I don't have to have a, a prompt and service to do that. I'm going to invite people to my home, and we're going to remember what the Lord has done through Jesus Christ, and we're going to celebrate that together as believers. The very last part says that they also devoted themselves to prayer. How many times in the last year have you opened your home up to people just to come over and pray? The other stuff's fun. This part takes a little bit more intentionality, a little time sacrifice. It's not flashy. It's not, you know, a board game in front of you. It's just saying, hey, look, let's just talk about what God's doing, what you need God to do, and let me partner with you. Let's just pray tonight. How many times have you done that in the last year? Today's not a day to get fluffy stuff for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you to this, this morning, okay? And as I preach to you, I'm preaching to myself. Uh, we're all in this together. You know, what's so crazy is that we think that we have all the time in the world. I know we'll say, nah, we, you know, we know time is short. But we really don't live like that. We really live like we got all the time in the world. And like everything is just going to happen in the near future when I'm dead and gone and I ain't going to worry about Look, right now, God's doing something. And right now, God wants to partner with you to do something in your life, in your family's life, at your workplace, at school districts. God is wanting to partner with you. He has he intentionally set up this thing of, of community where we come together and we do things together. It said they devoted themselves. What are you devoted to? too much this morning i don't know what are you devoted to like seriously what consumes your time 
You know what the problem is about joking too much about too many things, different things that people think that's really who you are? I joke a whole lot about the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I love watching football, but, uh, amen. <laughs> Security, get this man out of here, please. <laughs> but you know, if I'm not careful, people think that's all I'm about. Because I like to joke. But if I'm not careful, the witness of, that comes out of my mouth, the things that come out of my mouth, can actually deter people from believing the other things that I say. Am I willing to miss a Dallas Cowboy game for somebody in need? You bet your life I am. Am I willing to, to have a prayer time when, when I could be having a game night with someone? Absolutely. Am I willing to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and be with some friends that are in need? Absolutely. Because that's what life is all about in, in, the, in the body of Christ is that we're willing to say we're devoted to certain things. And we're not going to compromise on these things. And one of those is prayer. And if we're not serious about prayer, we're going to miss out on some things that God's doing. Here's what, what's so cool about prayer. Prayer is a tool for us to communicate to the Father. It's our cell phone to God. We can text. We can call. We can FaceTime the Lord. But FaceTime often looks like, you know, you're staring at the floor, right? The word says when the glory fell in the temple, right, the, the priests, all they could do was lay flat on the floor. That's all the response. they could, That's the FaceTime they could give the Lord was on their face. But they were devoted. There's so many things that are out there for churches on how to grow people and grow things. Listen, if we want to do anything, let's do these things right here. Let's study the word together. Let's have fun together in fellowship. It ain't going to be this crazy thing. We can just, hey, I'm watching a football game at home, and I know you like to watch football. Let's watch football together. Or I know your kid's having a baseball game this week. I'm going to come to the baseball field, and I'm going to just watch your kid. Let's just hang out together. Or, or let's eat together. Maybe not chicken eggs because they're a little expensive right now, but <laughs> maybe do dinner, not breakfast. Let's get serious about being devoted to sharing in the Lord's Supper together outside of these four walls. That we have nights where we just, just celebrate and have an attitude of thankfulness yeah. of what God has done and who he is and what he's going to do. Yeah. And then let's be devoted to prayer. You need to be devoted to prayer individually and with other people. Don't raise your hands. Don't say anything to me. But when's the last time you really just had a really deep conversation with the Lord? Like, when's the last time you really just said, like the one that spouses you wish your other spouse would give you, but they're too busy watching the football game? <laughs> Why is it that people want to talk about important things when you're doing other non-important things? I mean, why, why is that? I'm going to brush that under the rug real quick. I'll keep moving on. It's hard for you to, to help other people be devoted to something if you're not. Yeah. It's hard for you to lead people to a life of prayer and talk and communication with the Father and talk with the Father if you don't do that. Yeah. If it only happens in this context, you are going to be malnourished in your relationship with, with the Father. I mean, seriously, the times that we're in right now as a, as a society and a culture, we can't not be praying to the Father. Because if we don't, we're going to end up being compromised and we're going to start sounding and thinking and looking and acting like the world. 
And the only way to know how to be like Jesus is to spend time with Jesus. He says, my sheep will know my voice. So when he calls, you're like, oh, that ain't the devil. That's Jesus. Let's go. It's really that simple. But if we're not devoted, it's not going to happen. The Greek word here is kind of like a, a covering, a stretching to be devoted. Sometimes it causes us to have to sacrifice some things. To say no to some good things, some bad things, some things that just can wait to say yes to the most important thing. There are times where you may not want to open up your home because you're just tired and you've had a bad week. But then you get this knock. Hey man, I need to talk. So you open your door and you sit down and you talk with your brother or sister in Christ. And you pray with them, you love on them, and then you send them on their way. It's being devoted. It's not always at the most convenient time when someone needs you. When someone's looking for that person to say, will you just pray with me? Will you just pray? Because I feel like I I have nothing left to say. Can you just pray for me? Prayer is powerful because not only is prayer a communication tool to the Father, but it opens our eyes to spiritual realities all around us. It says that a deep sense of awe came over them all. This is after they were fellowshipping, studying together, eating together, praying together. A deep sense of awe came over them. When's the last time you've looked at what God's done and been like, wow. Wow. Fear of the Lord is not I'm scared trembling in a corner. It's, it's an awe and wonder of who God is and what he's done. Prayer helps you see that, that stuff. One of the things that I'm, I'm challenging all of you to is that if you look around the room, there are people here that are on the same journey you're on. But if we only pay attention when we have the hour service on a Sunday and we're not investing in the other 167 hours we have in the week, how can anyone feel like that they can be a part of a devoted family when the family only cares about them when they're in this room? See, one of the things that we teach about disciple-making is that it's a, it's a process of modeling for people how to do life like Jesus, not just telling somebody something. There's a lot of churches that do great with information, but no application. And so we, we don't want you just to know about something. We want you to do it. And sometimes the best way to learn how to do it is to do it with someone else. Jesus, for three and a half years or whatever, he modeled for his disciples what it looks like to feed the hungry, to love on the poor, to pray for the sick, to cast out demons, all these different things. The Lord was teaching them how to do it. And then he left. Now it's your turn. Sometimes, parents, it's hard to not want to do it for your kid when they're not catching on. If we're not careful and we just always do it for them, they never learn how to do it for themselves. So for the spiritual parents in the room and the people that you're discipling, if you always do the prayer thing for them and you never teach them how to pray, if you never teach them how to feed the hungry and take care of the poor and love the sick and and, and cast out demons and speak against the king, if you do it all for them, they'll never learn how to do it for themselves. Church, if you think that I'm the guy that's going to spoon feed you for the rest of your spiritual life, you are sadly mistaken. And I don't know any pastor in this county that would do that for you.
And if they do, shame on them. You learn and, and you get on milk and you learn and then you grow up spiritually and you start feeding yourselves and you start replicating that life into someone else. So just like Paul said to Timothy, follow me as I follow Christ. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. What are you teaching people? How are you teaching what devotion looks like to people around you? It's a challenging thing. But I believe this. When God's people pray, God moves. And sometimes what young believers need to see is how do, we do, how do I do that all the time? Like Paul says, pray without ceasing. How do I do that? If you're in the room and you're a mature Christian and you're not discipling somebody, today's your day. You're back into parenthood if, you, if your kids have left the home. And if they haven't, well, you're picking up another kid. Because Jesus tells us to go and make disciples in all, all the world, all the nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to do things that I've commanded you. One of those is pray. Be devoted to prayer in such a way that not only is your life changing, but you're literally helping to see, help others see what God is doing around them. Because the, the greatest thing about being connected to the Father is that we get to know him deeper and deeper and deeper. And we get to love and appreciate and be in awe and wonder of what he is doing right now in Orange County. Right now at your workplace. Right now at your school district. In your church. You know, when I hear people complain and moan and grumble a whole lot, I can tell their prayer life is probably not where it should be. I'm not saying you can't say there's something wrong. But when your lifestyle changes from let's ask the Lord to do something, let's see what God's doing, let's seek unity, let's seek devotion to the things that God has called us to, it switches to, well... I'm not getting my way, or why is this happening like this, or I can't stand that person. Do you know what they did? I saw them. On... Now, all of a sudden, our prayer life has changed because our focus has changed. How we see people has changed. We have this growth wheel that we kind of measure for ourselves where we are, and there's phrases to these stages, and sometimes we can revert back to this spiritual childlike attitude when we start complaining about everything under the sun, but we're offering no solution, and we're not seeking the Lord and what he wants in those situations. Prayer can help us in that area. Prayer can help keep complaining and grumbling out of our mouths and instead be more about solutions and kingdom building and unity and love and grace. The things that, that we get from being connected to his spirit. That fruit of the loom spirit. So let me ask you this as we close out this morning. Once again, what are you devoted to? And like I've been asking you for three weeks now, what are you going to do different this year that you did last year? Specifically about your prayer life, how are you going to elevate your prayer life to a new level this year? If I can encourage you on one thing this morning from Acts chapter 2, is that we need each other. Sometimes life gets heavy and hard, and we just need somebody. 
We need somebody to say, hey, look, let's keep going. Let's keep pushing and pressing into what the Father's doing, what he's saying. Let's get in the word. You know what? Maybe, maybe you're just hungry. Let's just eat something. Or maybe there's a real problem here, and we know the Lord's going to do something in your life. And we're going to partner together to see it happen. Church, you're not alone. You're not alone. The Lord has set up this thing called the church so that we can do life together. And sometimes what we need to do is within this context of church, we need to just open our eyes and look around and see what God is doing around us or what needs to happen around us that maybe God needs to be involved in. There are people who are hurting, who are hungry, who are dying without knowing who Jesus really is. And we are the solution for that because we bring this message of hope. We bring this power. We bring this peace that comes with being connected to Jesus. So this morning, I want to challenge you. Don't do your prayer life like you did last year. Don't let it be something that happens only when a bad situation pops up or when you need to get that promotion at work or when you need to pass that test or whatever it is. Let it be something that daily happens, that your perspective of who God is and what he's doing changes. And that no longer are we dictated by emotions and feelings, but we're following Jesus. And when he says to go, we go. When he says stop or pause or slow down, we can do that too. When he says to go down that aisle, and you don't know why you're going to this aisle and market basket, but then you see this person you've seen in a long time, and you had this poor relationship with, and you didn't reconcile, the Lord wants you to reconcile. You only know to do that when you're connected with him in prayer. And he gets to talk to you. And as his sheep, we get to know our shepherd's voice who wants to love us and protect us and guide us and train us to be who we're called to be. Will you stand this morning? I'm going to pray over you. And listen, we're going to have our, our prayer partners are all throughout this room this morning. If you want to hang out and stay behind these some extra prayer, we'll pray with you. If you need to say yes to Jesus for the first time this morning, you're like, look, I just want to give my life to him. I'm tired of doing things on my own. Listen, we want to pray with you. We want to celebrate with you. And if you want to get baptized, we'll do that too. We're a one-stop shop, all right? Well, Father God, thank you so much, Lord, for who you are. God, thank you for building a community of believers, bringing us together, giving us the faith we need to pursue you and to push away and, and, and flee the kingdom of darkness, Lord. And I just thank you, God, for what you're doing in these people's lives this morning, God. We know that you are a good God. Breakthroughs are happening. Miracles are happening, God. And we are just in awe of who you are. I pray we don't lose our mindset of devotion to you and to each other. Thank you, God, for giving us everything we need in your word to live a successful, prosperous spiritual life. Thank you, Lord, for Jesus. And God, if we have nothing else, Lord, we've got him. We love you, Father, and I pray this today in Jesus' name. And all God's people said... We love y'all. Y'all have a blessed week. If you need some prayer, hang out. We love to pray.